Section 16 of The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1. Mammals. By Charles Lewis Cornish, Editor. The Fossa, Civets, and Ichneumons. The Fossa. In the Fossa, Madagascar possesses an altogether peculiar animal. It is a very slender, active creature, with all its proportions much elongated. It is of a bright, bay, uniform colour, with thick fur and has sharp, retractile claws. It has been described as the natural connecting link between the civets and the cats, anatomically speaking. Thus, it has retractile claws, but does not walk on its toes, like cats, but on the soles of its feet, the hind pair of which is quite naked, like a civet. Very few have been brought to England. Indeed, the first time that one was exhibited in our zoological gardens was only ten years ago. Formerly, stories were told of its ferocity, which was compared to that of the tiger. These tales were naturally the subject of ridicule. The fossa usually attains a length of about five feet, from snout to tail, and is the largest of the carnivora of Madagascar. A fine young specimen, lately brought to London, and in the zoological gardens at the time of writing, is now probably full-grown. It is about the same length and height as a large ocelot, but with a far longer tail, and is more slenderly built. The extreme activity of the fossa no doubt renders it a very formidable foe to other and weaker creatures. It has been described by a recent writer as being entirely nocturnal and preying mainly on the lemurs and birds which haunt the forests of Madagascar. The animal kept at the zoological gardens has become fairly tame. It is fed mainly on chicken's heads and other refuse from poulterers' shops. Apparently it has no voice of any kind. It neither growls, roars, nor mews, though when irritated or frightened it gives a kind of hiss like a cat. THE CIVETS AND GENETS The civets are the first marked deviation from the cat family. Their bodies are elongated, their legs short, their claws only partially retractile. Some of them have glands holding a strong scent, much esteemed in old days in Europe. When the civet cat was a common ensign, even in England. The civets are generally beautifully marked, with black stripes and bands on grey, but none of them grow to any large size, and the family has never had the importance of those which contain the large carnivora, like the true cats or bears. Many of the tribe and its connections are domesticated. Some scholars have maintained that the cat of the ancient Greeks was one of them, the common genet, 
The fact is that both this and the domestic cat were kept by the ancients, and the genet is still used as a cat by the peasants of Greece and southern Italy. The African civet and Indian civet are large species. The former is common almost throughout Africa. Neither of them seems to climb trees, but they find abundance of food by catching small ground-dwelling animals and birds. They are good swimmers. The Indian civet has a handsome skin of a beautiful grey ground colour with black collar and markings. It is from these civets that the civet scent is obtained. They are kept in cages for this purpose, and the secretion is scooped from the glands with a wooden spoon. They produce three or four kittens in May or June. Several other species, very little differing from these, are known as the Malabar, Javan and Burmese civets. The Ras is smaller has no erectile crest, and its geographical distribution extends from Africa to the Far East. It is commonly kept as a domestic pet. Like all the civets, it will eat fruit and vegetables. The genets, though resembling the civets, have no scent pouch. They are African creatures, but are found in Italy, Spain and Greece, and in Palestine and even in the south of France. Beautifully spotted or striped, they are even longer and lower than the civet cats, and steal through the grass like weasels. The common genet is black and grey, the latter being the ground colour. The tail is very long, the length being about 15 inches, while that of the body and head is only 19 inches. Small rodents, snakes, eggs and birds are its principal food. It is kept in southern Europe for killing rats. Several other very similar forms are found in Africa. The presence of such a very oriental-looking animal in Europe is something of a surprise, though many persons forget that our southern European animals are very like those of Africa and the East. The porcupine, which is common in Italy and Spain, and the lynx and barbary ape are instances. A tame genet, kept by an acquaintance of the writer in Italy, was absolutely domesticated, like a tame mongoose. It had very pretty fur, grey, marbled and spotted with black, and no disagreeable odour except a scent of musk. It was a most active little creature, full of curiosity and always anxious to explore not only every room, but every cupboard and drawer in the house. Perhaps this was due to its keenness in hunting mice, a sport of which it never tired. It did not play with the mice when caught, as a cat does, but ate them at once. The Linsangs, an allied group, are met with in the east, from India to Borneo and Java. They are more slender than the genets and more arboreal. Of the Nepalese linsang, Hodgson writes, This animal is equally at home on trees and on the ground. 
It breeds and dwells in the hollows of decaying trees. It is not gregarious, and preys mainly on living animals. A tame female owned by him is stated to have been wonderfully docile and tractable, very sensitive to cold, and very fond of being petted. There is an allied West African species. The palm civets and hemigales still further increase this numerous tribe. Slight differences of skull, of the markings on the tail, which may only have rings on the base and of the foot and tail, are the naturalist's guide to their separation from the other civets. Hardwick's hemigale has more zebra-like markings. Borneo, Africa, India and the Himalaya all produce these active little carnivora, but the typical palm civets are oriental. They are sometimes known as toddy cats, because they drink the toddy from the jars fastened to catch the juice. The groves of coconut palm are their favourite haunts, but they will make a home in holes in the thatched roofs of houses and even in the midst of cities. There are many species in the group. The binturong is another omnivorous tree-haunting animal allied to the civets, but it has a prehensile tail which few other mammals of the old world possess. It is a blunt-nosed, heavy animal, sometimes called the bear-cat. Very little is known of its habits. It is found from the eastern Himalaya to Java. The last of the civet family is Bennett's civet the only instance of a cat-like animal with partly webbed feet. Found in the Malay Peninsula and in Sumatra and Borneo, it is very rare, but is known to feed on fish and crustacea and to be semi-aquatic. The author of the chapter on the civets in the Naturalist's Library says it may be likened to a climbing otter. THE MONGOOSE AND ICHNUMAN FAMILY These are a numerous and useful race of small mammals, feeding mainly on the creatures most annoying to man within tropical countries. Snakes, the eggs of the crocodile, large lizards, rats, mice and other creatures, known generally as vermin, are their favourite food. It must be added that though they are most useful in destroying these, they also kill all kinds of birds, and that their introduction into some of the West India islands for the purpose of killing rats has been fatal to the indigenous bird life. THE INDIAN MONGOOSE This universal favourite is one of the largest the head and body being from 15 to 18 inches long, and the tail 14 inches. The fur is loose and long, and capable of being erected. As in all the tribe, the tint is a pepper and salt, the pepper colour being sometimes blackish and sometimes red, but a speckled appearance characterises the whole group. This is the animal supposed to be immune from snake-bite. It is possibly so, to some extent, for it kills and eats the poisonous snakes, 
and it is now known that the eating of snake poison tends to give the same protection as inoculation does against certain diseases. But it is certain that in most cases the mongoose, by its activity, and by setting up the hair on its body, which makes the snake strike short, saves itself from being bitten. Many descriptions of the encounters between these brave little animals and the cobra have been written. Here is one of the less known. One of our officers had a tame mongoose, a charming little pet. Whenever we could procure a cobra, and we had many opportunities, we used to turn it out in an empty storeroom, which had a window at some height from the ground, so that it was perfectly safe to stand there and look on. The cobra, when dropped from the bag or basket, would wriggle into one of the corners of the room, and there coil himself up. The mongoose showed the greatest excitement on being brought to the window, and the moment he was let loose would eagerly jump down into the room, when his behaviour became very curious and interesting. He would instantly see where the snake was, and rounding his back and making every hair on his body stand out at right angles, which made his body appear twice as large as it really was, he would approach the cobra on tiptoe, making a peculiar humming noise. The snake, in the meantime, would show signs of great anxiety, and I fancy of fear, erecting his head and hood, ready to strike, when his enemy came near enough. The mongoose kept running backwards and forwards in front of the snake, gradually getting to within what appeared to us to be striking distance. The snake would strike at him repeatedly, and appeared to hit him, but the mongoose continued his comic dance apparently unconcerned. Suddenly, and with a movement so rapid that the eye could not follow it, he would pin the cobra by the back of the head. One could hear the sharp teeth crunch into the skull, and when all was over, see the mongoose eating the snake's head and part of his body with great gusto. Our little favourite killed a great many cobras, and so far as I could see, never was bitten. The Egyptian mongoose, or ichneumon, has an equally great reputation for eating the eggs of the crocodile, and the African mongoose, a rather larger South African species, is kept as a domestic animal to kill rats, mice, and snakes, of which, like the Indian kind, it is a deadly foe. There are more than twenty other species, most of much the same appearance and habits. The smooth-nosed mongoose tribe are closely allied creatures in South Africa, mainly burrowing animals, feeding both on flesh and fruit. The Kuzimansas of Abyssinia and West Africa are also allied to them. Their habits are identical with the above. End of section 16